Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. I'm really glad that you are joining us. And uh, just as a quick heads up before we jump into today's episode, uh, we're recording at the College Dale Seventh-day Adventist Church in College Dale, Tennessee, and uh, they are doing some construction, so if you hear some noises, uh, we apologize. Just bear with us. We promise there's nothing weird going on other than maybe someone doesn't know how to use a drill correctly, so uh, just bear with us there. Uh, The other thing that we want to say, given the topic that we're talking about today, is we want to let you know when this was recorded, because life happens, and we don't know what the future holds. That's true. Uh, So uh, we're recording this on January 8, 2019, and as of today... I've checked this to make sure the three of us are single. Uh, so this is going to be great. And I'm joined today by two awesome guests, uh, Harold Carvajal and Jessica Williams. And I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. So Jessica, let's start with you. All right. Well, as Ryan said, my name is Jessica Williams, and I was a Bible teacher at Loma Linda Academy for 13 years. And now I am an admissions counselor at Southern Adventist University. Cool. And Harold? I'm Ryan said, I'm Harold Carvajal, I am a student here at Southern Adventist University, majoring in finance, and I was a transfer student, and this is my fir- uh, first year here at Rio. Gotcha. Awesome. So uh, the reason we gave this disclaimer is, you know, life does happen, and maybe when I don't know, we don't know exactly when this episode will release, and who knows, you know, love happens when you least expect it, and it would be really awkward if one of us was listening to this, or, you know, the person we were dating was listening to this, and went, oh, so you're single, huh? That's, uh, <laughs> let's see, for me... Um, for me, it's going to be much harder to find that because, and this is a fun fact that I love telling people, you guys will get a kick out of this, I promise. Uh, turns out I'm actually banned from eHarmony. I got banned from eHarmony. Can you explain this? Yes. How? Because everyone's like, what did you do, Ryan? Here's the thing. I did nothing. I hear, I, I kid you not. I signed up for eHarmony. I went on eHarmony.com. I created a new account, put in my email, started putting in all my preferences. And I guess I just know what I want too quickly or like too well. And, and I typed it too fast or whatever. But by the time I was finished putting in all my preferences, finished the process, went to log in again. And it told me, you know, username or password is invalid. So I was like, what? Why? And so I went to reset password. Maybe I typoed it or something. I don't know. So I went to reset password. And I get this email from eHarmony telling me, hey, your account has been flagged for suspicious activity. Uh, You've now been banned. Uh, We cannot, because of company policy, we can't tell you why you're banned. But here are some general reasons why typically someone is banned from eHarmony. So yeah, Ryan Becker cannot have an eHarmony account ever, apparently, at least under that email. So uh, they'll never get my money. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, and listeners, if you haven't figured it out, based on the the 20 times I've talked about it so far. Uh, Today we're talking about being single. And I think the reason we want to talk about this is um, in church, there is an immense pressure to get married. And I would say, honestly, I think that pressure exists outside of the church as well. But if you're like me and you've grown up in the church, that pressure has existed (laughs) since before you were born, right? Like, um, your parents, while you were in the womb, were like, I can't wonder what my grandkids will look like and be like uh, before they're even wondering what you're going to be like. So there's, uh, there is an immense pressure on people to get married. And I think for those 
who are single, whether it's by choice or not by choice, um, there is a struggle of, I feel like all my friends are getting married and having kids and I'm left behind. I feel like they're all moving forward and I'm stuck here. And it causes a lot of shame. It causes a lot of guilt. It causes a lot of rifts in friendships, I think. And so I want to, I want to talk about this today and, um, really like, let, let's just start here with, uh, how do you, not how do you feel about being single, <laughs> uh, but like what are your views on just being single outside of, you know, high school or college or even in college? Um, you know, how do you approach this topic if someone asks you, you know, is it okay to be single? I know, perfect, Chrissy, good. One no one... Get a boyfriend or girlfriend right away. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Stop listening to this, hit pause and Get on Bumble or Tinder or wherever you need to go. Not sponsored. No, I think um, being single is tough. Um, I I think especially in our church, you know, we have these stages of life that we're supposed to go through. Um, There's youth group and then there's collegiate and then young adult. And then, hey, you're supposed to be in... um, cradle roll with your kids like oh yeah you know so if if you are single you know into your early 30s or mid 30s like there's just not a place for you Mm. really Uh, or you feel that way anyway no yeah Um, and I think it's a big area that our church should really focus on and really um uh try to be more inclusive of yeah, no, I I think um, that's fair. Um, I I definitely think that's fair. Before I share my thoughts, Harold, I want to give you a, a chance here about being single. Yeah, just about being single. Like, what's your opinion on it? What do you? How do you approach honestly, it? I feel like there's nothing bad. There's nothing like, oh, being single sucks. Of course, like, of course, you don't have the comfort of like you have a really best friend that you can call your significant other. But being single means you can have more friendships. You can just say like shop around, look at everything before you make a decision that can impact your life in ways you do not know how it will. It could be good or it could be for bad. You can benefit from being in a relationship, but oh, this person, you realize, I want to marry this person. Or you can realize that this person uh, made you change the way you live life. They made you do things you didn't really want to do and it just affected you on how you view life. Yeah, and I, and I think there, there are some people that have, um, well, I, I can just speak from my own experience. I... Um, I did have the chance at some point to pursue someone to the point of marriage. The caveat to that was, had I chosen that route, I probably would have had to give up all of my friendships to get there um, because this relationship was not a positive one. And my friends saw it, and I was too trapped in it to see it. Um, Eventually, it it ended, and um, both of us are in a better place for it. Um, and I don't share any of that to say that there's anything wrong with her or anything wrong with me. It was just a bad match. Um, and I think some people can get so caught up in the idea that I have to get married that when marriage is your priority, finding the right person to marry isn't right. And the wrong marriage can ruin everything. That's true. Um, so, you know, I, I think the obvious answer to, is it okay to be single is yes. Um, I think the, the issue with it is not enough people are told that. And Jessica, I would very much echo what you said in that um, even our singles ministries are really just meant to be a avenue for you to get married and to meet someone else. Right. Um, and and the, every conversation we have around people being single 
is in order to push them in the direction of married. Oh, this is just temporary. Uh, when are you going to meet someone? Oh, do you want to meet if you know if you're in church, right? Do you want to meet my daughter, or I have a you know I have a <laughs> I have a son or whatever who's single, and I think you guys would get along great. And I'm like, or we would not get along great. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. And so, um, you know, part of why I wanted to cover this topic is because first of all, I wanted to say yes, it is okay if you are single and you're listening to this and you've experienced any sort of guilt or shame. Uh, over being single, I want you to know that you are fully loved and and um, fully and equally valued in God's eyes, and there is nothing wrong with with the place you're at um, at all, whether you've chosen to be there or not. Um, so that's the first thing that I, I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. But the second thing I want to ask is this. Why do you think uh, people do have that kind of left-behind feeling or that, you know, when when their friends are getting married or having kids, why why do you, why do we tend to have that feeling of I need to hurry up and get there too? I think there's just pressures from society and church and family and all of that. Um, you know, if if we're not following the pattern that's been set for us, you know, like yeah, you get married in your mid twenties or maybe early twenties or late twenties, and then you've got kids and all this stuff. Like if you don't follow the pattern, I think it's just, you feel like you're left out and like you're missing something. Mm. And, um, that's a hard thing to shake, I think. Um, and you know, I, I think we have to realize not all of our lives look the same and God's plan for us is different. You know, maybe we don't fit the mold or we don't fit the so-called pattern that's out there. Um, and like you said, we have to remember that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, it, it's fine to not, to not fit that pattern. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Uh, Harold, any thoughts here? Yeah, I feel like and just in life in general, people are expecting, like, you follow a certain uh, model, a certain rule. Like I just said, like, you grew up, you go to school, you find someone else, you get married, have kids, live life, work a eight five job. But I feel like many people approach like, I really want their parents to like, hey, I did this. You should follow my steps because their parents know all. According to them, parents know everything. Even though they are wise, parents don't know what you go through in your future or how your future will be for you. Because, like, our parents live through many things we will not experience. We mm-hmm. live things our children might not experience. So parents want you to be like them, but also want you to be the best. They want you to be like a little like a weird mixture of yourself, but of them. It's really awkward. It's really a little hard for people to like be in today's society. Like I don't, I'm be single because they're view like, why are you still single at your age? I already had, I was already mm-hmm. married, I was already engaged, and so really awkward. Like a lot of pressure put on young people nowadays. And also, like society itself is putting a lot of pressure on people to find like a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Like in today's uh, modernism, like, you're, you're supposed to already have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, like, when you get out of high school. Or you guys supposed to, like, date and go, date and go. Like, that's something that society today views normal, like, not something that you should experience. Like, oh, you're single? Why are you single? Mm. That's something that's, like, not frowned upon. It's, like, it's just strange to other people. That's, a, that's an interesting point, too. I th- so there's, there, there's two things that I think of when you say that. The first of all, for, the first thing I think of is Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, and the reason I think of Hallmark Christmas movies is they, they are guilty of something that, and, and as great as they are, and as many people watch them, in fact, I saw a shirt once that said, this is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching shirt. Um, and, you know, there's a whole culture built around Hallmark Christmas movies. And there's nothing wrong with them 
in general, the problem that I have with them is they tend to romanticize the grand gesture. <laughs> and they give us false expectations of what a relationship should be like or even what Christmas should be like, right? Um, and, and, and where that leads me to then in the second thought is whoever said that I have to do these things, right? Whoever said that I had to grow up, follow this certain path, get married by this certain age, and yeah, have a kid right. by this certain age, who, who decided that? Um, I feel like we get to decide that for ourselves. It's our future. And, but when we buy into that is the timeline or that's, that's the road you have to follow, then, yeah, when you see everyone else following it, like you said, Jessica, you're like, oh, well, have it's I done something wrong? Unmet expectations. Yeah. And those are so disappointing. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. and we're the harshest on ourselves. Like Absolutely. we are a worse critic. Absolutely. And you begin to wonder, is there something wrong with me that I couldn't get married by this point? <laughs> or that no one wants to date me at this point or whatever, right? I, I know I've had that a lot. I've wondered, is there something terribly wrong with me? There is, but it's not necessarily because of that. Um, it, that's just me being me. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, but it is a struggle. That is a huge thing to get through. And so my question then is, if I'm in that place, what do I do? <laughs> right? If I'm in that place of, you know, I'm seeing people get married or, or Harold, remind me what year you are here at Southern. I'm a sophomore. Okay. So you probably haven't hit this yet. You will. Your junior, senior year is when the weddings start coming and your Facebook and your Instagram gets <laughs> flooded right after, uh, right after fall semester and right after during spring break. And, uh, then right after that, you either, there's, there's two things that you get flooded with. Wedding pictures and engagement pictures. Mm. It's the worst. <laughs> um, it is the worst. So how do you, my question is when you're in that spot, everyone else is moving and you're feeling like you're not moving, uh, what, what do you do? Where do you begin or, or, or how do you wrestle with that? I think for me, I think your attitude is really important. Um, you know, some days are hard when you're sitting in that baby shower, when you get that wedding invitation in the mail, it's like, oh, my <laughs> life. Like, yep. <laughs> um, but there was something that was really life-changing for me that I experienced um, about six years ago. I was actually reading a blog, um, and, and the blog entry was, I'm, I won't wait anymore. Or I don't, I don't want to wait anymore. I don't wait anymore. That's what it is. Um, and it was a blog written by Grace Thornton. And she's um, since then written a book. I haven't read the book. But um, that blog entry was just life-changing because she talked about the concept of waiting and how she had put her life on hold because she was waiting for someone. She was waiting to get married. And she said, I don't want to live my life waiting anymore. And I thought, wow, that's what I've been doing. Like mm. I have been putting my life on hold because I was waiting for someone. For example, I had a day bed, a single bed from the time I was in eighth grade till I was 30. <laughs> and, <Whoa. I> <laughs> and my friends were like, why don't you get a queen size bed? Like, come on, you do not need to. And I was like, I mean, I don't need it. Like, it's just me. That's more money that I don't need to spend or whatever. But in my mind, I was thinking, well, I'll just wait until I get married or like to take that trip to Greece that I always wanted to take. Oh, that sounds like something that would be good for a honeymoon. I'll just wait, you know, or, you know, even like 
oh, I want to buy that blender. Nah, I'll just put it on my gift registry when I get married. Like, I was putting my life on hold because I was waiting for someone. And when I read her blog, as well as there were a couple other things that, that happened at the same time or around the same time, I felt like God was saying to me, Jessica, I've given you life. Live it. Mm. Don't wait for for someone else. Um, and that totally changed my life. I mm. bought a queen size bed. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I think more so if if I were to reach the end of my life and look back and see that I have missed out on opportunities and um you know, not taking advantage of things that were presented to me, I would, I would feel awful. I mean, that I just mm. set my life aside. And so um, to me, having the attitude of, hey, I'm going to live my life. It's an amazing gift. I don't need to wait on somebody to, to do things. Take that trip, buy that blender, get a queen size bed, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. Buy that house. You can buy a house if you're single. I mean, you, you don't need to wait on someone. Yeah, no, I was literally, my first response to what you said, which first of all, thank you for sharing, um, was going to be, you've inspired me to buy a house. Hey. Because as, <laughs> as you were talking, uh, I live in an apartment and very much, uh, very much a bachelor lifestyle. I have a dog. She's the greatest dog ever. Um, and if you disagree, once again, you're wrong. Um, that's like my thing is disagreeing with me makes you wrong. Um, but, you know, my apartment is not really decorated. My walls are bare. Um, I do have a queen-size bed, uh, but that's because I'm a diva. And uh, and also I'm too tall for like a full or a twin-size bed. But uh, – and I've always I've, – I've literally said this even in the last couple months. Uh, I've said, yeah, I'm not going to buy a house. Why am I going to do that? I'll just wait till I get married. As if As if that time is going to come, which, yeah, I assume and I'd like it to come. And there's nothing wrong with, with wanting it to come. But living your life on some – expectation that may or may not happen in the timeline that you wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't help but like resonate with that so powerfully. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, I'm putting this on the production team. So they're hearing me as I say this, but we're, we, I think we have the link to that blog post. So uh, if we do have it, we will put it in the show notes for you. So uh, if you see it there, you can read it. If you don't see it there, it means we couldn't find it. <laughs> um, but I think we have it. So um, you, if you want to read that, that blog post, uh, I don't wait anymore by Grace Thornton. Uh, then we'll have that link in the show notes for you. Uh, Harold, how about you? I don't know where you are on this journey. Uh, you know, uh, Jessica and I both out of college, you in college. Where are you on this journey? I would say I'm not really going, making steps forward right now. I'm just like, because I talked to a friend earlier in this in the past semester. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's really awkward seeing all these people because I grew up never having dating, but never really having anybody say, hey, this is my girlfriend. I like to show you to her. Never really had that my whole, my whole entire life. So I talked to somebody this uh, when I came to Southern, like, it's really awkward, it's really uh, hard for me to see other people be in relationships, like, I want that, but I can't get that. Like, it's really hard to find somebody that I can relate to that would be willing to put them with me. But then he's like, don't worry about that right now. It's where I'm going through, getting through college first, because usually the best uh, significant others, like your girlfriends or boyfriends, turn out from your friendships. So they, like, they, mm. you've been friends with them before, you know what they, what they like to do, what they enjoy. And you just build off from that, like, hey, we can we enjoy doing these things so many times before. Why don't we do it by this time? Like, let's go on a date. Let's be like, can they take you on a date? Stuff like that. Just yeah. build off from a friendship first, and you're like, just going in, like, I really want somebody. I really want it now. 
you don't want to wait, just let me get somebody. Awesome. Well, um, guys, thank you so much uh, for sharing your perspectives. There's a couple points that I want to make as we close this out. Uh, the first of which is this. I know I mentioned them earlier when I joked about eHarmony, um, which it wasn't a joke. I really am banned from eHarmony. <laughs> um, but I mentioned Tinder, Bumble, um, and, and those kind of apps. Um, I, I want to say this. Uh, there's nothing wrong with dating online and dating through apps, you know, meeting people through apps, depending on what you're using them for. <laughs> Uh, in the in the same way that there's a way to date that is unhealthy and and in a way that is damaging, uh, there's a way to date online that is. But those apps in and of themselves uh, are not harmful. If you're going on and, and you apply the exact same standards you would apply to someone um, in real life. And given it is 2019 and a lot of people are spend a lot more time indoors, uh, not really going out to as many social events unless they know the people they're going with. Yeah, uh, yeah it is a little bit harder to meet people. Uh, so I just want to encourage you, if, if you are in that spot, you've been wondering, should I, should I not use these? These? Uh, it all depends on your approach. So you get to be the determiner on, is this something that is bad or is this something that is good? Um, but we just want to encourage you that if you are single and you know you want to get married one day, you don't want to get married one day, look, kudos, good for you. <laughs> Either way. Um, and you know, we are praying for you on your journey and we want you to know that you are loved. You are valued by God. Uh, you are just as important as, um, as anyone else. And you hold the keys to your life. And if you want to give those to Jesus and let him take the wheel there, then go for it. Um, absolutely. But, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate the opportunity to have these conversations. And uh, once again, we want to thank Southern Adventist University and the College of Yale Seventh-day Adventist Church for hosting us and allowing us to record here. Uh, and to our Echo listeners, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.